You know what's cool? Podcasts. You know what's not cool? No podcasts. Check out all the podcasts over here at blindknowledge.com. This podcast you're listening to right now is a featured Blind Knowledge podcast. Good evening, all you cats and kittens, and welcome to Spears on Point. I am your host, Tony Spears, and this show has been undergoing maintenance in case you have uh, been out of loop or just haven't been, uh, you know, paying attention, which I totally understand if you wouldn't be because just hasn't been a lot going on, right? The feed has been dead, as it were, and... um, I kind of wanted to play a little bit of catch up because in the three weeks since I have uh, recorded or been live or done anything, really, uh, a lot has happened and a lot has gone on. And because of that, I feel like it is only right to like get back in the saddle, uh, kind of get things back on track as they were and just, you know, pick up fresh start, clean slate, good head, good direction, boom, we're good, right? So that's what we're doing. So let's go all the way back to uh, the beginning three weeks ago, okay? So I believe I might have mentioned it on the third episode. I'm pretty sure I mentioned it somewhere here, but I had a lot going on, uh, with family because I had lined up a family vacation before the end of the school year to take my kids to Florida to go to Disney World so that my son could have something resembling a decent summer vacation. The reason why is because he was going to be going under the knife for spinal surgery uh, in order to uh, correct his scoliosis. Pretty severe case of scoliosis. Now, good news, we're going to fast forward a little bit to some spoilers. He's fine. Actually making a stellar recovery. Um, he was literally swimming, uh, actually just earlier today. Uh, the kid is, like, the way that kid has bounced back from what is extensively, you know, getting opened up and having his spine rearranged and stuff like that is, frankly for me, remarkable. I had hernia surgery when I was a little bit younger than he is now. And I didn't bounce back that fast. But granted, you know, different surgeries and stuff like that. Yeah, okay, different recovery rates. But still, like, it's spine surgery, you know? Like, you kind of figure, yeah, I should take it easy for a month or so. No, it was about two weeks, probably, of him being laid up a little bit. But beyond that, it's good to go. It was actually, like I said, it was shocking. Truly shocking, but all good there. So let's rewind the tape a little bit, right? And because we didn't really know how he was going to be laid up after surgery, well, it just made sense to, you know, do something fun for summer vacation before he got laid up and couldn't do anything. So we decided to go to Disney World, 
which was a lot of fun. It was it was stupid fun. Did four days at the park. Well, the various parks. We, you know, a lot of people typically do the, you know, oh, we're going to hit up Magic Kingdom. We're going to hit up Epcot. We're going to go to the Animal Kingdom. We're going to go to, uh, to Hollywood Studios, you know, to all these places and stuff. And it was, it was genuinely a lot of fun. It had been a long time since we had taken the kids there. I think the last time that they had gone, they were seven and five. And now they're 16 and 14. So you can imagine it's a little bit different. Uh, very much, they're very much geared toward different things. My son definitely didn't want to ride as many rides, but he liked a lot of the different like shows and stuff like that. Of course, we ate everything in all the parks. That was a lot of fun. So much freaking good food. I actually have a funny story about food. Uh, but you know, my daughter very much wanted to ride all the rides. I went on everything from Big Thunder Mountain Railroad to freaking uh, the Haunted Mansion and everything in between. The only like stereotypical ride that we did not hit was uh, It's a Small World. And it's strictly because those dolls freak me out and I don't like the song. And I told her, I was like, you can go all by yourself. That's fine. Just you know, hop on the boat and, and have a have a whirl. And she was just like, no, I'm not getting on that by myself. I was like, yeah, see, see. But, you know, we did the Peter Pan ride, which, of course, people freaking wait in like gajillion year long lines for that ride. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, which is actually kind of cool. We just walked on the Pirates of the Caribbean, like the the cloak, the cloak, ugh, the uh, park was getting ready to close like pretty soon. And we were like, you know, what? let's try to hit one more ride before we leave out. Right. And we're looking because, you know, they do everything through an app now. It's crazy. You can open your hotel hotel room through the app. You can order food and all the different parks, all kinds of crap with the the My Disney app. It is absolutely insane. Like all your fast pass stuff is on there and everything. It's pretty cool, actually. But anyway, I digress. Um, so we looked on the app and we're like, oh, like what is the wait time in, you know, on X ride? So like we're looking at like the Haunted Mansion. We're looking at the... Uh, um, the Jungle Cruise and stuff like that. And it was like two minute wait for Pirates of the Caribbean. And I was like, send it, let's go. So we, we ran there, literally ran like as fast as we could, uh, got into the line. And uh, like, I mean, there's no line We're you know, the longest part was like walking through all of like, you know, the, the accoutrement, if you will, of like, you know, you're going into the inside of the fort at Port Royal and da, 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 da. and you're walking through and it's, Oh, okay, here you go. You're on the boat now. And you know, we rode it and it, it was just a lot of fun. It was honestly a pretty rad time. And then, you know, the other days we went to animal kingdom did, uh, the, I always call it the Matterhorn cause in Disneyland it's, it's technically the Matterhorn, but, um, the, the Everest like adventure ride or whatever, that's a really good, uh, like roller coaster, probably one of the better ones out of all the parks, honestly. Aside from like you know Bay Thunder Mountain Railroad or like Space Mountain. So, uh, you know, did all that. Did Animal Kingdom. That was rad. Spent way too much money at Epcot. My my like, uh, what's the word? My weakness is like I go to the different you know countries in Epcot, you know, and I just I spend way too much money. You know, I I abstained from drinking around the world. You know, I had a I had a beer in London, uh, a beer in Germany, and that was about it. But we had some freaking amazing food. We went to a we went to a, uh, a Mexican restaurant in Mexico after doing like the boat tour there, 
which is pretty neat actually. It's all uh, themed after the three uh, the three caballeros. It's pretty pretty cool. Um, so did all that and ate some really good freaking Mexican food. They had a huge freaking fireworks uh, show. It was rad. Um, hands down though, the best place that we ate at was Ohana at the Polynesian Resort. Oh my god, the food there was so freaking good. It was ugh, just. They just keep serving you dishes, man. And at one point, I like I reached for the last piece of this like steak, right? And my daughter was going for it too, but I got to it before. And she was like, hey. And I was like, what? Come on, man. I'm starving. Joking, right? And at this point, I'm I'm already like fit the burst. We haven't even got to to freaking dessert yet. I'm already like, Ugh. And one of the servers walking behind me heard me and he was like, oh, starving? Pff, say less. And just put a freaking skillet down in front of me. And I'm like, ah, like, <laughs> but I can't turn it down. It's on the, it's on the table now, but I had to, I split it with everybody obviously, but it was a, it was a really good time. It was a very fun vacation. And it was nice. Cause you know, w being in, in Tennessee, going to Florida, it's like an hour flight. So it, you know, traveled there and back was easy. The hotel was really nice. It was it was easy to get back and forth to the hotel because they have that whole tram and like transportation system with the buses and stuff down to a science. It was it was a lot of fun. It was very, uh, I don't know. It was it was just a nice way to you know decompress and to have a fun time with the kids and stuff before we uh, went in for surgery. So literally the day after we got back, like we woke up that morning at like four in the morning. Went down to Vanderbilt and my son gets fitted up for surgery and everything. Of course, you know, I'm there. His mom is there. We're both, you know, nervous in our own way. I'm trying to be the, the stoic calm rock and she's just trying to get as much information as she can to calm herself down, which I, I totally get. Um, at that point, you know, we were pretty, we were pretty sure everything was going to be, you know, was going to be fine. This is, this is Vanderbilt, you know, children's hospital. It is one of the, you know, it is the premier like children's hospital in America, right? It's literally half the reason I live in this state. So, you know, just made sense, you know, a little bit of calm. These are professionals. You know what I mean? They give us the whole rundown. The anesthesiologist gave us a brief. Cool. That's nice. Freaking, uh, you know, the surgeon came in, the nurses came in, everybody's talking to us and everything and explaining the process and how it all is going to go. And so, you know, that gives you peace of mind and that's good at, you know, my, my son was there and he's a trooper. He was just, you know, just getting fitted up and, you know, getting in the gown and getting his IV in and stuff like that. And just being a rock star. I'm like, all right, man, you got this. You're good to go. So then, you know, the, the doctor tells us, you know, this, this procedure usually takes about seven hours between six and seven hours and we're like yeah that makes sense like you're working on the spine you know what i mean take your time by all means don't uh don't rush the process please well as they leave and as my son is being carted off right the nurse comes up and is like listen i just want to let you know sometimes these run long it could be anywhere between you know eight to nine i don't want you to worry if we get to hour seven and you know you don't hear anything of course you'll be getting updates and stuff like that. But, you know, you start getting to hour seven, don't freak out. It's very typical for them to run over. We're like, okay, like, thank you for letting us know. Fantastic. So then we go into the waiting room and, you know, I'm reading a book. 
his mom is, you know, back and forth on the phone with people and getting updates and stuff like that. And so we're just kind of chilling out. And so we decided to go down and get something to eat in the middle of eating lunch, right? It's been about four hours, four and a half hours at this point. And then we get a call and they're like, oh, we need you to come up to, uh, to, uh, oh, to pediatric surgery. Uh, it's, uh, the doctor wants to talk to you. Of course, like I said, it's, it hasn't even been five hours yet. And we're freaking like now at this point, we're freaking out. Cause it's like, why didn't you talk to us? What happened? What's going on? You know, of course your, your, your brain starts to go in a million different directions. You start catastrophizing. It, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was not great. Like the, the elevator ride up, we were just like, Oh man. Oh man. What is happening? Right. So we get up there, doctor comes in and he, I, I swear, like doctors have a very specific means of like delivering information, right? Like you have to imagine they have to like figure out different methods, right? But he comes in and he just does the whole like, so everything went great. And we're just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like suddenly the elephant's off my chest. Like, okay, cool. And he's like, yep, everything went great. He's, uh, he's going into recovery now. Uh, looking really good, you know, got major correction done on the spine and stuff like that. Uh, he's going to be a little groggy. He's going to be sore and everything, but, uh, the, the nurses will give you all the information that you need. Just make sure you follow the, the instructions for the medication from pain management. And, uh, yeah, thanks here. You know, thanks for coming out that type of thing. And we're just like, okay. So we go to recovery and sure enough, there he is. And he's all groggy and stuff. And like first thing he wakes up and he's just like, Oh, and I'm like, you, are you good buddy? And, <laughs> and he was like, I am really sore. And I was like, well, if all you are is really sore, buddy, I think you're doing okay. <laughs> so then they get him back in, into the room and everything. And then, you know, he just starts going through the process of, of recovering at that point. So we couldn't leave until he was like up and walking. That took two days, right? Like they were, they were estimating it'd be anywhere between three and four. And they're like, yeah, he's he's doing really good. His recovery is really solid. Uh, you guys could probably be out of here tomorrow morning. And we're just like, okay. So I was back home managing the house. His mom was staying with him. Luckily, she works remote, so it wasn't affecting too many things. I'm still on vacation at this point. I took like extended vacation because I needed to, like, I wanted to make sure I had complete availability to help, you know, help my son with recovery. And then we brought him home and began the process of like trying to figure out the way that he moves. So that was uh, a good amount of, hey, buddy, you can't bend your back, but you can bend. Like, it's really hard to remind someone that they can, that they can hinge at another part of their body when they're supposed to be keeping their back straight. Right. It's like, yes, keep your back straight, but also you can bend at your waist. That's a thing. Your knees still work. That's also a thing. You know, he's, he's being very cautious. He's like in his brain, he's like, I can't move. Cause if I do, then I'll undo all the work that was done. It's like, no man, like you're not a, like you're not a, you know, a diorama made out of, out of popsicle sticks. Like you're not going to like turn one way and suddenly it's all like, and it just comes undone. That's not how that works. I mean, it's hard to, 
it's hard to explain that so that someone understands, you know what I mean? But like, we're trying to help him understand. It's like, look, buddy, you're not, you're not in that bad of a way, but still, you know, taking it easy. Like he's still, even at this point, as well as he's doing and stuff, he still isn't supposed to be lifting anything over 10 pounds. Um, you know, he still gets winded sometimes, but like he's at the point now, and this is three weeks post-op that, you know, he's moving around pretty good. You know, his, his medication is down to like a couple ibuprofen a day. Um, it's just, it, it's, it's honestly mind blowing. And it's funny. Cause like when you see his back, right, he's got a big scar running down the middle of his back, probably like mid shoulder blade to just a little bit above his tailbone. He looks like, he looks like a build a bear. You know what I mean? Like he looks like there should be a zipper running down him and like, it's, it's kind of crazy, but it's, it's remarkable to me because like they basically did a baseball stitch on him. So he healed really fast. No, like, you know, no scabbing or anything like that. Really? Like once we got the bandage off him, like he, he had to have the bandage on for a week. Once we had that off him and everything, he was looking fine. You know, a little puffy and inflamed. Like, yeah, he had spine surgery. That makes sense. But yeah, it's just like, honestly, it's kind of mind blowing. And I understand that, you know, it's not, it is not completely limited to my son being, you know, like, you know, young and healing fast and stuff like that. It's also a testament to modern medical technology and techniques and procedures and stuff. It's, it's absolutely insane. The fact that they went in there and they did this like major correction on my son's spine. Like he went from a 54 degree curvature in his spine. Like, like his spine was essentially an S and like he's down to like eight or nine degree curvature now. Like it's insane. Like he grew three inches. That's the other crazy thing. He's, he is damn near as tall as me now. And it's, it's so weird. Like it's weird seeing him get used to like, not just the change in like his posture and stuff like that. Cause you know, he stands much more upright now. He's, he very much like does this number where he's like, Hmm. Like, you know, like very much like, Oh yes. All I survey that type thing. But, uh, him getting used to the fact he's like, Oh, I, I am actually like, I'm, I'm able to see over this thing now. Or like, Oh, I can reach this. You know, it's absolutely crazy. The way that I explain it to people that that know him really well is like where his eye line used to be is where his chin is now. And like, you know, his face is, you know, roughly same shape as mine. Like, that's kind of nuts. Absolutely nuts to me. Like, he's, you know, and just now he's just better quality of life. You know what I mean? He's, he's getting around really good and everything, but now like... He's not getting, you know, winded as fast and stuff. And it's one of those things you didn't realize were issues and stuff. Because the the whole reason why his scoliosis even got that bad was like, he never complained about anything. Like he never, he's not the kind of kid that like complains about like being uncomfortable. He'll be like, oh man, I'm, you know, kind of tired. But like, you're not really figuring out why he's tired until you realize that he just was, you know, like in pain all the time. It's, it's absolutely nuts. But that chapter has come and gone now and like there's just been so much freaking going on you know we're we were really concerned with that for a while and so you know that that took some time that was better part of like a week and a half almost two weeks 
which kind of leads me to where we are now. You know, I, I had a lot of like back and forth, you know, between multiple houses to go and take care of them and stuff like that. And then having to go back to work and things. And then of course now I am, uh, I'm in my second week of college courses because I want to try and get as much school as I can done before I retire. And it's like, it's absolutely insane. Like the, the mental, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the, the, the mental discipline I am having to exercise again in order to like stay on track with my schoolwork and things like that. You would think it would like transfer one to one with like, Hey man, you have responsibilities and stuff you got to do at work. Just kind of apply the same logic to school and you'll be fine. And it's like, it's not the same side of the brain for me anyway. I, I don't know. Like I, I really have to like remind myself. And so I'm in a, I'm in a art class and I'm in modern world history, which uh, if you have not read uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, I recommend it. Pretty good book. Uh, guess it's going to be a movie soon. Maybe wait for the movie. Who knows? But uh, yeah, and then it's just it's just been that. It's the, it is the going back to school and getting everything back on track. But I told myself, I was like, I need to get this show back up and running and back on track. It needs to happen. Because um, I, I really want to do this because I was, you know, admittedly, in the beginning, I didn't have like a clear and concise uh, mission statement, admittedly. Uh, luckily, due to just being overall interesting, um, the people that I have had on thus far and the episodes I've had to do have been pretty good. You know, I've had, I'm, I'm basically batting a thousand on my, uh, on my guest list. <laughs> And uh, I feel like the subjects that we have talked about have been pretty good, but it, you know, it was still lacking in direction. And then I, I sat down with some folks to talk about some things as far as like ideas and things like that. And I think I, I think I have a good idea, good vision for what I want to do. And I think what that is going to be is trying to expand on the stuff that I have done in the past. So if there's anybody out there that is familiar with my work previous, I have spent the better part of a decade on the internet talking about video games in a like educational and like cultural appreciation like format, right? I care about video games, not just as a medium and not just as entertainment, but I feel like that there is a culture around games and the historical significance of games is something that is that is important and should be uh, explored and celebrated personally. But I wanted to do something different than just talk about games. You know, like that seems like just rehashing stuff that I've done in the past. And as much as I had a hiatus from uh, from making content and making and you know working in media. I didn't want to just like kind of fall back into the same pair of shoes, I guess you'd say. So I decided what I'm going to do is because I know a lot of people that work in and around games. Um, I'm more so going to gear the show toward people in games and everything they do that is not games. 
And that to say, I have a lot of friends that are very active in, uh, in game development, in different gaming communities, um, some of them in games media and stuff. And they have lives and interests and hobbies and talents outside of outside of those things outside of what has brought them into the gaming sphere and i feel like that is something that should be showcased with a lot of these people because it sort of shapes who you are in the space right and i feel like getting to know those people on that level helps you to better understand like how their journey progressed to where they are like does the fact that you come from a specific part of the country or part of the world influence or impact how you work in games, like how, how you write, how you look at development, how you uh, approach writing a story when it comes to not just games, but you know, gaming communities and the gaming industry at large. And so that's what we're going to focus on here. We're going to focus on kind of the like, you know, the VH1 behind the music. It's going to be uh, Spears on Point behind the games, essentially. Shoot, that's really good. Trademark that. Uh, someone out there, get me a patent office on the phone. Is that how you do that? I don't know anything about trademarks. Um, I just know that the right people will sue the crap out of you if you violate a trademark. That's about it. I should look into that. Anyway, that's the point. <laughs> But yeah, so that's what we're going to be doing going forward. And I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually really excited. Um, I'm not so excited for the mountain of schoolwork that I'm putting myself through in the interim. But I do have uh, I do have people that are going to help me with, you know, getting some things on track with the with the show and stuff. And I feel like that's going to probably be the biggest boon that I have going for me is I have people in my corner and I have people that want to help me out and want to see the show succeed. And I'm hoping to bring them into the fold more, like more actively and also to, you know, get a good dialogue and conversation going, not just with people in the industry and their stories, but also with the audience to have that dialogue, to have that conversation back and forth. So yeah, that's a, that's been the last three weeks of my life. Almost a month now. Damn, crazy, right? Seems like just yesterday we had, you know, sent this boat out on its maiden voyage, ready to go out there and just tackle whatever came across. Just high tides and whatever, some other analogy about a boat on a rough sea. But yeah, you know, that life comes at you and you have to tackle it because at the end of the day, family comes first and there are priorities that you have to address. And also that you have to take steps in a lot of ways to, you know, to better your life and to better your situation. And in my instance, college is that. And so, you know, you have to get things together. And sometimes the things that you're working on, as passionate as you are about them, have to, you know, have to sit the bench for a little bit. But I'm glad that we got it back on track. Definitely are going to be exploring some pretty cool territory. I'm very much looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to sharing that journey with all of you. So I think with that, we're going to wrap this up. I know it is not the normal hour, hour plus of yammerings, blathering, and 
any other type of descriptor for going on a tangent. Uh, I promise you have a lot of that to look forward to. But uh, yeah, just wanted to get the message out there. Let everybody know that we're still alive and kicking over here. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have a ride. It's gonna be sweet. But that is going to do it for this week. I do want to thank all of you for coming on and uh, checking it out. Join us on the ride. Also, if you have any suggestions of people that you would want to hear from, people you'd want me to interview, topics that you would like for me to uh, to tackle, to address, or anything like that, just let me know. Uh, hit me up in the comments here. Make sure that you're heading over to uh, Blind Knowledge on YouTube. Uh, make sure you're checking them out over on Twitter, Instagram, all the places, uh, all the social media places that you can possibly think of. Head over there and hit up Blind Knowledge, and you'll be able to find all the great shows that they uh, that they produce, including this one. And of course, you can find Spears on Point in all of the places where you get podcasts, whether it's Google Podcasts, people even still use that, Apple Podcasts, uh, Podcast Addict. If it can get an RSS feed, you can listen to this show. So yeah, that's gonna do it. So thank you all very much for watching. I hope you all have an amazing week and I cannot wait to see you all again. Peace.